Hello, C. Jason podcast listeners. My name is Andrew Allegretti. I am a nephrologist at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, and I'm thrilled to be here with one of my nephrology colleagues and co-authors, Dr. Amaka Inanya, to talk about our recent publication, Prognosis of Patients with Cirrhosis and Acute Kidney Injury Who Initiate Renal Replacement Therapy. Thanks, Andrew. It's good to be here with you. Why don't we start with why we chose to write on this topic? Sure, Amaka. Acute kidney injury is incredibly common in patients with decompensated cirrhosis. The most severe kidney injury often requires renal replacement therapy, either via hemodialysis or continuous renal replacement therapy. You can divide cirrhotic patients into two broad groups, those who are candidates for liver transplantation and those who are ineligible for listing, either due to other comorbidities, ongoing alcohol use, or other factors. In those who are transplant candidates, the decision to start renal replacement therapy as a bridge to liver transplantation is usually straightforward. However, for those who are not candidates, the onus is often on the provider to determine whether renal replacement is an appropriate or ideal therapy for these patients. This can be a very tense and difficult point for providers and patients alike, and we have surprisingly little evidence to guide our decision making here. There are only three other studies examining outcomes in non-listed cirrhotic patients requiring dialysis. Two were from the 1970s, and the largest one only included 30 patients. Patients uniformly did poorly, especially those critically ill with hepatorenal syndrome. We thought it was time for an update and time to clarify outcomes in important subgroups. Amaka, can you tell us a little bit about our study design? Of course. Uh, We used an electronic data repository of five acute care hospitals, including our local transplant center here at Massachusetts General Hospital, to examine all patients with cirrhosis and acute kidney injury who were initiated either on hemodialysis or continuous renal replacement therapy between 2005 and 2015. We ended up with 472 patients, 341 of whom were not listed for liver transplant, and 131 who were listed for transplant. We examined mortality, transplant rates, and kidney recovery at six months after initiation of renal replacement therapy and stratified these by liver transplant listing status. We also compared outcomes between those diagnosed clinically with hepatorenal syndrome or acute tubular necrosis. Exactly. Among the 341 non-listed patients initiated on renal replacement, 84% were diagnosed with acute tubular necrosis and only 16% were diagnosed with hepatorenal syndrome. Only 15% of subjects were alive at 6 months, with a median survival of 21 days for hepatorenal syndrome and 12 days for acute tubular necrosis. There were no significant differences in survival according to the presumed cause of acute kidney injury. Among the 131 listed transplant patients initiated on renal replacement therapy, about half were diagnosed with acute tubular necrosis and half with hepatorenal syndrome. 48% of these patients received a liver transplant. Median transplant-free survival was 15 days in hepatorenal syndrome and 14 days in acute tubular necrosis. And again, there were no significant differences by clinical diagnoses of cause of acute kidney injury. So, Amaka, what should we take home from this? Well, we feel we provided an important update in outcomes after initiating renal replacement therapy for acute kidney injury and cirrhosis, showing extremely high mortality among patients not listed for liver transplant. A high mortality rate was observed among patients diagnosed clinically with either hepatorenal syndrome or acute tubular necrosis. In fact, the clinical diagnosis was not associated with outcomes whether the patient was listed for liver transplant or not. I do want to highlight that our results likely apply best to patients in North America, where first-line vasoconstrictor therapy is limited to midadrenonoctreotide. 
This is an ineffective off-label therapy that does not capture the effect of terlipressin on the natural history of hepatorenal syndrome, which is relevant in places like Europe. Overall, we would encourage clinicians to continue a thoughtful, evidence-based approach to employing renal replacement therapy in the non-listed cirrhotic population, acknowledging the guarded prognosis in this group. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology. Thank you.